For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore YouTube live updates and a whole lot more. But before we do, I want to ask you this question. Did you miss Social Media Marketing World? Well, guess what? You can still, if you act today on March 25th, 2022, get access to the amazing content that took place at the conference, but you have to act today because tomorrow it will no longer be available. Check out the tickets at socialmediamarketing.world and you can get access to career-changing content with your on-demand ticket to Social Media Marketing World. Again, socialmediamarketing.world. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now on to today's show. I'm joined by Diana Gladney, who was one of the speakers there, who's also a YouTube expert consultant, and her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs simplify the video creative process. She's also host of the Video Simplified podcast. Welcome back to the show, Diana. How awesome was Social Media Marketing World? It was incredible. It really, really was. It was your first time there, right? Oh, yeah. It was worth everything going. It absolutely was. Had so much fun. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about YouTube now. And there's been a lot of small things that maybe all together, hopefully, will help people understand where things are going. Let's start with live streaming. We did not live stream the social media marketing world to YouTube, but we did live stream it. And live streaming is what we're doing with this show right now to YouTube and to other platforms. And of course, all the podcast listeners are hearing the recording of it. But what's changing? What's coming with some of these changes specifically with YouTube live streams? Yeah. So YouTube is trying to become more inclusive in making sure you know when your favorite creators are going live. So one of the first things that they're doing is like a go live together. If anyone has ever seen or done an Instagram live stream where you bring on one other person, then you'll see it's like that person's on the top, that other person's on the bottom. So this go live together mode that they're advertising, it's kind of in a pilot version. They literally just announced this, but this will allow for a host to bring on a guest, all of the ads and anything else that they're doing will still go to the main host person, but you can now bring in other people with just like a simple link. And I think this is important since the Google Hangout days, we haven't seen basically an intuitive YouTube live streaming platform for mobile. And I think this is going to help a lot, especially get some of that attraction back from Instagram. Well, this reminds me of Instagram, right? I mean, I'm glad you Mm -hmm. said Instagram. So what I'm hearing you say is you do not need to use a third-party tool like we're using. You'll be able to use your mobile app, just the YouTube app, or do you need YouTube Studio, do you think, to be able to do this? I think this is going to be just right in the app because I can't see them making you use YouTube Studio. The interface is, is very different. And I think Studio is going to be able to handle that. So this is something you probably will see in that plus symbol that's usually in the middle and the bottom of the tray. And that way you can just click on it, go live via mobile, and then send that link. They don't have the interface 
mapped out enough to share with us what that looks like. But I think that's probably what we can come to expect. Do you think that they will also allow us to do it on desktop? Because I would imagine most YouTubers are probably have their own cameras and studios and probably would prefer to be able to bring in a guest from a desktop. And do you think that eventually this is going to be their way of trying to disintermediate some of the third party tools? What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, YouTube was first with the whole making it simple to just send that Google Hangouts link to have people join. And then you don't have to use any additional platforms. But now with live streaming becoming honestly a staple to most companies, making sure that whether this is on mobile or on desktop, you can join. I think we'll be able to see both. And what I hope to see is a migration between the two. So if I'm on desktop and you're on mobile, I can still bring you in in the same way. That would be really cool. All right. Live rings and cross-channel live redirects. I know we don't have a lot of data on what this is, but what do you understand this to be? So the live rings thing is essentially what you may see even on some thumbnails when you're going live, which is essentially what we used to do to just have like a red, honestly, circle or ring around your icon, your profile, and then a live badge at the bottom. However, now that's automatic on your actual profile. And I think this is most helpful on mobile. We've had a ton of issues with YouTube and notifications over the years and which bell notification level should someone be on. So just simply saying that your favorite person is actually live right now and being able to click on that makes sense, one, universally across all social platforms because they're the only one that doesn't have something like that, but now they do. But now this cross posting thing is that if you are actually live from your YouTube channel like this one is, and we had, let's say, another show or episode to premiere or go live with next after this one, we can redirect at this. I'm guessing it's like almost like a live end card, if you will, Mm. but something that you can control to say, don't leave and just leave the channel. Go to this next specific thing here on our channel. I can't send it to somebody else's, but you can do it within your own channel. Not a whole lot of details with that, but I think it's, again, just to keep people on platform. Full screen mode for live streams on mobile and then also live Q&A launches. What do we know about that? More Instagram-like features. So <laughs> with that is essentially is getting the distractions out of the way because you only have so much real estate on mobile. So when you would usually bring up the chat and you're trying to see, it used to be like a translucent overlay and it would just take up too much space or you're missing like a tutorial or what's being shown. Well, now you have like a side-by-side, which is probably Android users have had great functionalities with this kind of stuff already. But now across mobile in general, you'll see a tab specifically for the live chat. And then you'll still see the full width screen on the other side of whatever that streamer is doing. And if you want to decrease that, then that's like what they call the lean back mode, where you'll only see how many people are live and a little badge and it's condensed down. So it's not interrupting you because before it was really wonky. And the Q&A thing sounds fascinating. I mean, isn't there already something like that kind of with Super Chat or what's your thoughts on how this might be different? Kind of. But I think right now we're seeing because so many people are live streaming now, people had enough of a lifespan of their shows that they're having very active chats. And anybody that hasn't done that for any extensive amount of time, it's a little difficult to keep up. So instead of us using other tools or platform to silo out and bring up a comment, YouTube themselves is now doing that to put that at the top of the chat when the creator selects that. But I think what the problem is going to be is that you'll have to use whatever that YouTube native or specific live streaming go live platform is with them versus like a third party tool. And it just kind of highlights it like a super chat at the top of the chat, but it's just a comment that the actual creator selected. 
Okay, this next thing doesn't require any commentary because it's so basic, but premieres can now be scheduled like 9-11 instead of 9-15 or something crazy like that, which I don't know why that ever was not the case. But let's talk about this limiting of live streams if you have a small channel. We were talking a little bit in pre-show about what this is. So describe what this restriction is and kind of why you think it might be there and what, if anything, our audience needs to know about what it means. Yeah, for sure. And I do think this is going to step on a few toes here. It used to be if you had a thousand subscribers or more then you could stream on your mobile device. Well, YouTube lifted that a bit ago and now you can live stream on your mobile device. However, they're limiting the reach and how many people can actually view your actual live stream if you're doing this on mobile and you are under a thousand subscribers. The reason for this, I believe, is because they're trying to mitigate some of the just social issues that are going on out in the world and then also spam and a lot of fraud stuff happening from mobile devices on live. But where marketers, I think, are going to get hit with this is if you're trying to go live from the event or you're trying to showcase something and you accidentally get categorized in this, somebody may click on your live stream and they'll get that gray screen cover and they can't actually watch it. It's not that it's not going to be shared out more. It's literally that they can't watch. Huh. And this is only on mobile, right? It's not on desktop. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That means if you're streaming from your computer, it's a non-issue. It's only if you're streaming from your phone, right? Right. I think they got enough guardrails in place, if you will, from the desktop standpoint. I think because they opened that floodgate on mobile, they're now having to restrict and deal with that. Fascinating. Okay. Now let's talk about television. So YouTube is doing something with over-the-air TV. And just so people understand, like I'm a subscriber to YouTube TV, which is separate from YouTube, right? And I pay like $65 a month and I get all my television on all my devices and my TV. So I think we're talking about YouTube TV, but we might not be talking about YouTube TV, but they're doing something here. What is the news here exactly? So one of the things that YouTube is trying to, I think, find a home with is making sure that when you do want that YouTube TV, you can find it. But now they're having like where free movies with ads, though, are viewable when you're on that creator side. So when you're going to check your subscriptions tabs and things like that, you still can see movies and other shows that you want to watch that otherwise maybe you would need a Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime. Well, now you don't. You can watch that same stuff with ads, which is honestly very, very similar to what Prime did last year where more movies that became available, but with ads, even if you have a Prime subscription. Okay. Now this is kind of important for marketers, right? Because according to what I'm reading here, there's 4,000 free quote unquote episodes. I don't know what TV shows they've got, but I would imagine they entered into a licensing deal probably with some popular shows that people love to watch. And if you can watch them on the main YouTube app, right? The free YouTube service. Mm -hmm. And this could open up opportunities for marketers to target people that are into certain kinds of shows. Do you know what shows did you look to see? What are these shows that nobody's ever heard of before? Or are these shows that are like popular? Oh, Hell's Kitchen is on there. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's probably one of my favorites with (laughs) Chef Ramsay. So that's pretty good. I don't think there's going to be anything, quote unquote, lame. It has to be something that's very attractive. Otherwise, you know, if it's all these rodeo shows from back in the day, nobody wants to watch that. So I think they are going to have to drop a bomb with it. But what I found so far is that when you do have and you find that a regular movie or something that you like is there, like, for example, my niece and nephews and I will watch something, but then they want to go to their favorite creator's channel. We don't have to switch apps. We don't have to log out, log back in. We can just keep it one seamless transition. So 
if they keep adding good shows on there, like other episodes of Hell's Kitchens or similar, then I think we're going to see a lot more people, one, not just run ads on YouTube because your ads can play, but also just have more people on the platform consistently. Well, it's fascinating because I'm looking at this and they're saying 1,500 movies from Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount Pictures, Lionsgate. They've got Runaway Bride, Legally Blonde, and then they've got all these different TV shows, 4,000 episodes of Heartland and all these other shows. So I think that's kind of exciting because there's people that don't want to have to buy yet another subscription, right? Mm -hmm. And if they can find some of their favorite shows or movies on here and they just have to watch commercials... Again, I think this is a big marketing opportunity for those of you that have budgets. Like imagine Hell's Kitchen. Let's say you are targeting people that are interested in cooking, right? Well, all of a sudden, you would want to target the Hell's Kitchen show if you could, right? Because you know those people are totally into cooking. And if you sell cooking supplies or whatever, I would imagine that'd be kind of a great opportunity where you might not be able to otherwise. They've also outlined that connected TV focus as part of their newsfront push. Upfronts. I don't know how familiar you are with this, but normally in regular television, you have the networks that have what are called their upfronts and they will bring their shows in front of the big advertisers and they will give them the first opportunity to advertise against those. It seems like this is what this is, but I don't really know. Do you know? Is this kind of what it is? I can't confirm and I'm not sure I'm watching this very heavily as well, because honestly, if you had a regular show that was nationally syndicated on YouTube, it was on accident or it was like not supposed to be there unless the network itself, their channel like Disney actually uploaded it or Discovery. But now if you can run cross ads on that stuff, that's making the difference between you having to pay that kind of ad dollar, which would be on TV. But now it's on YouTube and it's way more cost effective. I'm reading here that says streaming and TV are kind of one in the same in a lot of people's minds. And YouTube accounts for more than half of all ad-supported streaming watch time on connected televisions among adults 18 and over, right? So I think what that means is they're counting YouTube TV, the subscription service that I pay for, and regular YouTube. So what's fascinating about this for marketers is I think it does open up marketers to an audience that are adults that are actually television show watchers. And I think this is going to be a bigger part of this, obviously. And as you know, a lot of the other platforms don't support ads, right? There's no advertisements mm -hmm. on Disney. There's no advertisements on Netflix. So that money is, you know, looking for an opportunity and this might be that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mobile is changing with YouTube. The look is changing. What's your thoughts on this? Have you seen some of the previews of what they're going to be changing on the mobile app for YouTube? So this is a lot, especially Android users probably already seeing this on their phones right now. If you are an Android user, you saw that interface go from what it previously looked like, which is kind of looked a little dated in my opinion, but now it's more inviting. You still do see the thumbs up, the thumbs down and a bunch of other things, but it's better organized in a way that honestly modernizes the app on mobile. And I think that's what YouTube needs to honestly keep up with some of these other services and places that people want to go on social media. But that's pretty much it as far as that. It's just reorganization of the way that it looks. And I think it's just a modernization, but it's really slick. So you've experienced it? Like, do you have an Android phone? Have you seen it yourself or no? No, but you can see what the user interface looks like. Like, obviously, and I used to be with Android for years, so it hasn't changed much. But now you have something that's more intuitive for people to integrate themselves with the process of 
hitting the like button, hitting subscribe. It's easier for people to get to these quick actions versus them having to essentially it's very disheveled. Like you got to keep scrolling up and then something would move out the way. And so you're constantly, honestly, just putting a blocker in between what you're trying to watch and engage with at the same time. And I think YouTube recognized like the stress of trying to do that on such a small screen, even though phones are pretty big now. But now that interface is more intuitive just to be able to flow and keep watching with a full screen. Now, one of the things I'm reading here with this interface change, and I have no idea when it's coming out, but they're saying that suggested videos are now tucked away in a collapsible box. And I wonder, do you think that's going to hurt us YouTubers? Meaning, you know, the suggested videos won't be as visible on the mobile? No, because if you also notice on mobile, this is something that we talked about on the previous shows, but the tabs feature with new to you podcasting and all these other things, they've been making space for that. And there's also new sections that are like previously watched by you or people that watch similar things. I think they're trying to just go away from generalized suggested stuff to watch in a more personalized experience. At least that's what I've been seeing on my phone and across like other devices and other users is not just suggested related up next being tucked away. But when you do start to scroll through, you're seeing more curated, smaller groupings of what specifically to watch in specific categories. As of the day that we are going live, which is Friday, March 25th, 2022, this is your last day to be able to get the awesome sessions from Social Media Marketing World, like Diana and many others taught on amazing things to do with YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can get your tickets at socialmediamarketing.world. Today's the last day. After today, they will no longer ever be available, except for those that happen to get an on-demand ticket. Diana... If people want to follow you on YouTube or anywhere, where do you want to send them if they want to connect with you? Where's the best place to go? Yeah, so you can find me at Diana Gladney on any social platform, especially YouTube, and then at dianagladney.com. Also, folks, if you didn't hear, I launched a brand new podcast called Crypto Business. And one of the things that was at Social Media Marketing World that everybody was talking about was NFTs, weren't they, Diana? It was like oh, yeah. the buzz of the town. So. If you as a marketer or creator or owner are like, what does all this mean? It's like Greek to me. It's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> well, I encourage you to check out the Crypto Business Podcast. I might encourage you to listen to the first episode and the ninth episode. First episode is kind of an overview of where I think it's all going. The ninth episode, I talked to a historian named Josh Rosenthal, and we talk about basically how the medieval era and the Renaissance era, how the invention of the ledger and the Gutenberg press changed the world. And how this public ledger technology, which is what blockchain is, and this Web3 stuff, which is kind of like the new version of the printing press, is going to change the world again. So check it out. It's called Crypto Business, and we're all learning together. With that, I want to say thank you, everybody. I am going to be on vacation for the next two weeks, a much-needed vacation. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks. With that, I want to wish everybody the best, and thank you all for watching and listening today. We'll catch you next time. Bye, Diana. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.